Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. Why do teenagers go off the derech? First of all, there's no one answer to this question. Different people are different, and a person's behavior is rarely, if ever, motivated by a single factor. That having been said, I believe the main reason teenagers go off the derech is boredom. They have maturing yitzharas and inquisitive minds, which means they need to be kept occupied and challenged. Give them something to strive for. Set a goal that they have to reach. Give them intellectual material that will occupy their time and energy. Unfortunately, though, that's precisely the opposite of what many yeshivas do nowadays. Kids reach high school, and rather than school getting harder, in many cases it gets easier. I don't know if this is true of girls' schools. It's my understanding that girls' schools can be fairly rigorous, but boys' schools are often jokes. And so teenagers, who are filled with energy and maturing minds, are left to brood. They sit around doing nothing. Life is easy. Too easy. Way too easy. They start asking themselves, what am I doing here? What's the point of it all? And so they explore, intellectually, socially, and in other ways as well. When you're 10 years old and you have a lot of extra time, you play basketball or video games all day. When you're a teenager, those same activities don't satisfy you. Deep down, an emptiness grows within you that you cannot shake. And so you grow depressed or sulky or moody. Right now, educators shower love on these teenagers and make school even easier for them. The solution is to be more permissive, they say, to give the kid more space, to water Jews them down. The easier, the better. But that's actually the very opposite of what a teenager needs. A teenager does not need to be coddled. He needs to be challenged. Groucho Marx once said, I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. This line became famous because it contains a deep truth. Deep down, we all want to strive, to work for something. When something becomes too accessible, you lose all respect for it. That's one reason, by the way, that secular men treat secular women much worse than they used to. Why? Because secular women are much more available than they used to be. So men use them and discard them. When I learned in a Lubavitch Yeshiva 20 years ago, everyone went out on Hanukkah to hand out menorahs to non-firm Jews. And we charged one or two dollars per menorah. Why did we charge, you might ask? Didn't we want people to do the mitzvah? And the answer is, yes, we did. And that's precisely why we charged. Because the Lubavitch Rebbe said, at least this is what I was told at the time, that a person is much more likely to value and fulfill the mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles if he has to pay for the menorah, even if it's just one or two dollars. If it's free, he won't take it seriously. Many kids who go off the derech, or are veering somewhat away from the derech, love college or the first job they get. Ask yourself, why? And the answer is because they now encounter a challenge or a responsibility for the first time in years. And the challenge and responsibility in and of itself is exciting. Judaism is not exciting for them because they aren't challenged and almost no demands are made of them in the realm of Judaism. They don't feel like they have to live up to anybody's expectations. Every teacher coddles them. Every menahel chases after them. They're being catered to. And no one at that age deep down feels good being catered to. They're just starting life. Their souls want to strive, to soar, to excel, not to sit back and say, humor me. So what's the solution? Well, there are several solutions, but they all boil down to reversing what most people do nowadays. They all boil down to raising the bar rather than lowering it. To give teenagers much less free time, not more free time. To make life more challenging, not less challenging. Don't give a teenager time to sit around sulking. Don't let him be bored. There is nothing worse for a teenager, really for any human being, than to be bored. Give him goals that he has to realize, goals that might even feel slightly out of reach so that he has to work hard to achieve them. 
for academically inclined kids, that means giving them academic goals, both Jewish and not Jewish. Make the general studies department challenging. Incorporate contests into the curriculum. Do the same in the Limude Kodesh department. For kids who don't love Gemara, give them challenging classes in Tanakh or Halacha or Jewish philosophy or Chumash. There is so much outstanding and thought-provoking material you can teach a kid in these areas. Why are we forcing them all into a base medrash that has so little structure? For some kids, a base medrash is great, phenomenal. For others, though, it's a place where they sit for hours talking, wasting time, and wondering why they're there. For teenagers who are not academically inclined, and even for some who are, send them off to work at age 18. Some kids should be working at even younger ages. Before World War II, most kids in Europe worked as teenagers, in many cases as young teenagers. There's nothing wrong with work. You don't have to be a bum to work. On the contrary, work is a chiyuv, according to Avaz Durav Nassan. Avaz Durav Nassan states that the Shekhinah didn't rest on Bnei Yisrael before they worked. Work can be glorious. You're contributing to society, to Yishuf Olam, says the Gemara. Avaz Durav Nassan says that a man dies only through idleness. A person who works services his fellow man and does many small and big favors for people all day long. He's useful. He also earns money with which he can build a family and contribute to his community. Men are wired to feel good when they achieve. When they earn money or excel academically, they feel happier, they feel fulfilled. Teenage boys are much less likely to explore the drives of their Yetzirah if they're busy with schoolwork or the responsibilities of a job all day. Many boys, by the way, should also be getting married young. The Gemara tells us that men should marry at 18 or 20 at the latest. So why in the world are we not following Chazal's instructions? We think we're being so sophisticated by delaying marriage until boys hit 23 or 24. But all we're doing is prolonging the period during which so many teenagers and young 20-year-olds feel aimless. And aimless feelings translate into girls, drugs, movies, and all sorts of other things. Now, obviously not everyone is the same. Some people are driven and focused and self-motivated, and these people, Baruch Hashem, stay firm by and large. They should also marry at 18, 19, or 20. Why? Because Chazal said so. But doing so isn't as vital for them. If they wait to marry and get a job until they're 23 or 24, they'll be okay, hopefully. But many other teenagers would benefit tremendously by marrying and working earlier. And before they get a job or marry, they need to be challenged. If you're productive, you'll likely follow the derech that's been laid out for you. If you aren't productive, if you're bored and miserable, you may very well start experimenting. One final point. It's fashionable nowadays to refer to at-risk children. I believe that's a mistake. First of all, we're all at risk. Rav Yochanan was a Kohen Gadol for 80 years and then became a Tzaduki. So to call some of us at risk and others not at risk is wrong. Second of all, and more importantly, when you label a kid at risk, you've essentially given him all the cards. He no longer has to please you. You have to please him. Because if you don't, well, I may become not from. After all, I'm at risk. So you have to walk on eggshells around me. Think of customers in a store. Who has all the chips in his hand? A customer who wants an item or a customer who says, I'm not interested and starts walking out of the store? It's the latter person, of course, because the sales agent now needs to grovel before him and the customer can now use the threat of leaving to get what he wants. Well, the same is true of children. We may be worried about a child leaving the derech, but as soon as the child knows that, as soon as he even senses that, you've lost half the battle. He now has you in the palm of his hand and he knows it. Years ago, a yeshivish woman on an online forum shared that when her somewhat modern son entered the shidduch scene, the shadchan they approached was surprised to learn that her boy was Shomer Nagia. 
The mother responded something to the effect of, of course he is. In our house, it was always clear, it was a given that you keep Torah and mitzvahs. He may not be a learner like my other children, but to break halacha, it was always clear to our children that this was non-negotiable. We expected nothing less. Essentially, what she was saying was, project confidence and expectations. Don't project weakness. Don't give the kid the notion that he has the option of doing something wrong. For at the end of the day, you get what you put up with. Kids sense what your red lines are, and many teenagers will push all the way to them. If you let them skip shachars on Shabbos morning, they will. If you let them skip the Shabbos meal, they will. If you let them lock the door to their room and spend hours alone with a smartphone, they will. If you let them stay out until 1 o'clock in the morning hanging out with girls, they will. Kids will push the boundaries until they know they can push no further. There are no guarantees in life. You can be the world's absolute best parent, and your kid may still go off the derech. Why? Because each of us has a yetahara, and each of us has free will. Every child has a mind and heart of his own that ultimately is not in your control. But you can do a tremendous amount in shaping their hearts and minds, and setting the boundaries within which they operate. So daven, but also show strength rather than weakness. Don't call kids at risk, or even think of them as at risk and act as if you have a treasure that they can only be so lucky as to enjoy. Because that's what Judaism is, a treasure. And make life more challenging for them, and give them activities and opportunities to be productive. That can mean increased schoolwork in both Jewish and non-Jewish subjects. That can mean getting a job. And that can mean marrying young. It can mean all three. Whatever it is, though, kids need to be busy, kids need to be productive, and kids need to be challenged. If they are, the chances of them becoming not from will drop significantly.